on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Thursday, March 25th, the LA Galaxy getting ready for the New England Revolution, the first, I guess, maybe real preseason game. It's not going to be real. Galaxy's still missing a whole bunch of people, but you do get to watch it. It is on Spectrum coming up on Saturday night. We have that. We have a schedule release that was very, very interesting, caught us all off guard. Uh, A lot of our predictions went totally wrong, so we have a bunch of numbers to tell you why that schedule is a bear. Christian Pavone updates, rumor updates on two targets. Yes, we have real information. You're going to want to stick around for that as well, as well as some updates on some internationals who are out there doing some things as well. So to help me do all that, he's back. The hammer himself, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going well. I'm excited to be back. And, uh, you know, it is real soccer. They're real humans. They're really playing. They're kicking a real ball. So, yeah, we're this is real soccer. I don't are, care what anyone says. We're you, back, baby. Are you sure about that? No, I'm no. not. <laughs> <laughs> I like your background, by the way. If you're watching us on video, and I always implore people to watch us on video, uh, if you get the chance, you can listen to us on the podcast, too. It all works. I, I feel like yeah. we can paint pictures with our words. Um, but currently, what Eric is sitting in front of his background um, has the old 96 logo sort of uh, hanging in there. And then there are planets in the ether out behind him um, and soccer balls that also look like planets. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty correct in terms of, you know, all the stuff they're finding on Mars. This is basically what, what they have. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, this is not to scale. So if you are watching, you know, don't, don't use this in any textbooks. But this is pulled from uh, last season with the 25th anniversary. They did a 1996-inspired website. So this is kind of the Netscape vibe uh, that it went for. And I, it's something that I, I dug when it came out. And uh, I said, you know, I need a background given my, my current situation, trying to cover up my uh, my little renovation of my studio here. Uh, so I figured last week I went with tech green this I'm going with the the Netscape 96 uh, planetary design so I'm, I'm digging it I'm glad you like it I I, I can dig it uh, I can tell you the LA Galaxy very busy um, lots of stuff and um, like I have done on every show now since basically the tech green kit was launched the community kit I would like to give everybody a kit update psych everybody was ready to go and fast forward another 20 minutes guess what if there is an update which there is it'll be way in the show all right I'm not going to put it up front it doesn't need to be up front um, I'm, I'm I'm just about over the crest of not doing any more of those um, but there is a little bit of an update I just want to tell you about but we'll get that a little bit later um, 
the LA Galaxy. I, I mean, I, I kind of want to talk about this first. There's some there's some big health issue stuff that I want to talk about. But the first thing is the LA Galaxy had another super secret scrimmage, Eric. <laughs> and um, we find out about them afterwards, although I did know about the Columbus one before it happened. Um, and so we found out that the LA Galaxy played LAFC, Crosstown Rivals, um, yep. and a 4-4 draw. Now, there was supposed to be no information released, um, but our, our good friend on Twitch, Chicharito, uh, decided to tell everybody what the score was. And then I think Augie Williams also decided that if Chicha was going to talk, then Augie was going to talk too. And so Augie scored a goal, Chicha scored a goal. It was a tie game, 4-4. That sounds like a lot of goals yeah. in a preseason yeah, that, game, that- but... That was the surprising thing to me. Is like, well, where did where did the four, four goals come from? This is is this the same squad that struggled to score against uh, the San Diego Loyal, and now they're putting up four against LAFC. So I thought that was interesting. You're absolutely right, and, and I think you talked about it last week. How uh, you know being on the podcast, maybe the job gets a little easier sometimes. And so one of these examples was Augie Williams and uh, Adam Saldana. They were posting pictures inside Bank of California Stadium, and people are sending that to me and I'm sure they were sending it to you also of like what's going on or are, are they leaving the team are they trialing with with the rivals and it turns out it was just the scrimmage it was a super secret skim- scrimmage that they didn't want anyone to know about but everyone found out about even with their blockbuster uh, DP spilling the beans there so I'm okay with it I think it's good you want you want to get as many reps as you can get as many scrimmages and, and they're in town so why not make it a local local little backstage derby there well i mean that's that's what it was about and that's what you have to understand that they went for and that's why they didn't tell can you imagine if they told everybody that there was a preseason game <laughs> against lafc they'd have to yeah. hire security like they'd have to put barricades up you'd have to worry about obviously the health um implications of all that as well with covid going on um so for me totally understandable why they didn't say a dang word about it and it was funny because when i asked I was told I got I texted I texted some people at the galaxy. I was like, hey, did you guys have a because I saw the pictures coming from the guys. I said, hey, did you guys have a scrimmage against the LAFC? And they're like, nope. Right. And I'm like, OK, oh, wow. I'm like, wow. OK. And then they called me and we had a, we had a little discussion and, and sort of about okay. that. And basically what the idea was that they they didn't want to release any information. Both teams agreed not to release any information about it. They and that happened with Columbus as well. Do you, do you know why Columbus didn't want to have any information released? Because if you're thinking about a game that should have been like had some some video and there was a little bit of video, I think that got um, yeah, shared or some pictures and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. do you know why they didn't want to? to? I don't okay. but indulge us. That's why I listen to the podcast. That's, what, that's, that's why that's why you're that's here. Why I co-host is just to get the firsthand information here. So um, I think Columbus was worried that they're playing in the Champions League and they didn't want anybody to see what they were doing in the Champions League. That was they're, okay. they're worried about people scouting the low angle sideline video <laughs> they were wow. going to put out for that stuff. I have no idea. I mean, um, part of me wants to say I respect that, but at the other side, it's like, are, do, are, do teams really care? Were they really going to be that at risk from a, a scrimmage or whatever? Unless, you know, Caleb Porter is trying something uh, revolutionary and, and going outside the box and, yeah. Super secret. Uh, Super you know, secret. What is it? He's Double got secret probation. Yeah, yeah. He's got Josiah Zardis at right back. That's what I heard. Um, oh, no, so. <laughs> uh, we've seen that movie. Aaron asks uh, in the chat room, "Why didn't more starters play against San Diego?" We know that there were some injuries. Um, some just light stuff. Some really limited knocks. Uh, Viafania, I think, had a little knock. Um, I know Chicharito possibly at that time had a little knock. Chicharito, by the way, played in the scrimmage against LAFC. We know that because he scored a goal. Um, we don't know about Viafania yet and sort of where he's sitting and, and how that is. Uh, we were supposed to have a media call today 
with Greg Vanny, um, but that got bumped. And I can tell you later why that got bumped and, and all that stuff. And it, no, it's everybody's like, are we reading anything into this? No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> there's there's nothing to read into it. So yeah. um, so we can talk about that. But yeah, I mean, they didn't play a lot of starters against San Diego. I think that it was just not in the right. They have guys working out hard and then they have guys in recovery and then you have guys working out hard. And so there's this real sort of um, on and off. And I think the San Diego game sort of fell into the off for some of those guys as well. So um, and there, it was just basically a fitness test for for those guys, right? 60 minutes and yeah. 60 minutes. We we know that it was 120 minutes of uh, of work. So, um, yeah, that's 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 sort of it. And I think the other part of it is San Diego Loyal being a USL side. Your Galaxy 2 players are going to see more of it. It's going to be, you know, more of a USL style game. You're going to put those players. It's more geared at their level. Uh, you know, putting an MLS starter out there against the USL team. What, what's the benefit out there other than getting the getting the exercise or getting the runs in, uh, which is important. But at the same time, you know, that could be a reason also why you see a, saw a little more of the the younger squad. And then maybe the games this weekend against other MLS talent, you'll see more of a, a realistic MLS starting side. Yeah. And I was going to, you mentioned, you know, the USL side in LA galaxy too. Uh, they will be playing at the main stadium, which is something that you should all know. And the reason that you should all know that is, they're going to have fans at that stadium. And guess what? They're, they're held to the same fan restrictions yeah, as, same <laughs> as, as as the LA Galaxy are. So technically speaking, right around 5,300 right now, which would be twice as many fans as probably have ever been to a Galaxy 2 game. So if you're not able to get into a Galaxy game, there should be a good chance you're able to get into a Galaxy 2 game, at least early on. And things are still trending towards that orange tier out of the red tier. And if that's the case, then you're looking at 8,800 um, in that in that area. Um, where you could actually get some people in, so you could, um, you could get there and uh, and, and sort of see a game at, at Galaxy Two as well. So uh, that's where we go. So final score four four. If you're keeping track at home, the LA Galaxy are undefeated in preseason so far, as far <laughs> as we know. Who knows what other super, super <laughs> secret scrimmages they, they've can't had? Can't guarantee that. We don't know what the foosball uh, scrimmage was in the, in the the locker room. So yeah, we we can't go full confidence saying that, but from what we know, yeah, yeah, that's correct. That that seems to be uh, seems to be where it is. So, um, you know, it's good that the Galaxy are playing LAFC. It's good that they're playing any of the teams that are coming in. New England's coming in um this weekend, so they'll play New England on Saturday night and then they'll play them on Wednesday night as well. Saturday night that game is on Spectrum Sportsnet, so you'll be able to watch that um if your cable provider allows uh, Spectrum to be broadcast on it. If you hopefully you have Spectrum because I think they're one of the ones you can guarantee that they're uh, they'll be on there. So you can watch that game. And then the rest of the games from here on out will be streamed on LAGalaxy.com. That'll be easy. So, um, a, again, a 90-mile radius in the blackout ring there. Don't don't shoot the messenger on that. It's just it's a 90-mile radius. So whenever it goes to LAGalaxy.com, the people who are in Las Vegas, Eric, who get Spectrum, will be able to watch the game on Saturday. They won't be able to watch the game on Wednesday. Isn't that fun? Or any yeah. of the other games for the rest <laughs> of the season because of the uh, the local ring. And that's all MLS rules. Yeah, much like the Jersey talk, I've, I'm come, becoming numb to this spectrum and uh, local blackout on this, this whole thing. I'm just getting numb to the whole thing and just waiting for uh, our overlords at Amazon to just buy everything to just make this a little bit easier on all of us. Uh, I was going to say, you you might be getting sick of it, and I understand that, but this is what yeah. preseason is about, is yeah. us getting sick of things that <laughs> whenever we don't get to talk about games. The good news is there will be a game at least to talk about. The bad news yeah. is... I don't know how much we're going to learn from it because there's still a whole bunch of guys who are out missing and, and a whole bunch yeah. of stuff that is that is going on. Let's talk a little bit about some of those guys on the international side. Uh, the first guy we want to talk about, Julian Araujo, went another 90 minutes in the U23's loss to Mexico. Um, 
I thought Araujo was really testing this game. He was opposite of Oriol and Tuna, which was a lot of fun to watch. So you saw those guys go head to head uh, for most of the game. And Antuna is ridiculously pacey. Um, mm-hmm. I thought on a whole, Eric, watching Araujo trying to pace Antuna, he did okay. He did just fine. The The team that played against Mexico in that game is not what I would consider the starting U23 team, even for that tournament. Um, they had some guys in there. They had they brought in some guys in the second half to sort of have them play too. Uh, but the big game for both of those uh, teams was not that game. It's the next game that gets them into the Olympics. So yeah. if, if Mexico wins, they get into the Olympics. Um, their next game, the U.S., if they get in, they get into the Olympics as well. So, But for me, uh, I liked Araujo's uh, uh, fight and spirit. I think that the, the U.S. team was, was a little outclassed by Mexico yeah. in it for, for most of the game. Um, and I think that hurt Araujo's overall position because he just he, he didn't get a lot of the ball in good positions. Yeah, I, I, I think he, I'm of two schools. What else is new? I'm of two schools of thoughts. Yes, I, I think that Julian Araujo, if you you saw some positives there, you could say, OK, it's good. He got the start. It's good. He got to play against uh, in this tournament, you know, the top competition that you're going to be able to play against. That's the top team in the tournament. Um, but the bad thing is, again, that he was put in some difficult situations, you know, with Antuna, uh, you know, coming at him and Antuna, who's much improved even so from his time with the Galaxy. You know, he's someone who's gotten some senior call ups. Uh, so to see him playing with that squad, he was really kind of the the star of that U23 Mexico team. Uh, so so credit to him. So I think uh, the one thing that I've seen some banter going back and forth about now, well, this wasn't the USA's best option, but th- this is the players they brought. And, and they, you're right. They did look outclassed by Mexico. But at the end of the day, this isn't the game that matters. It's the semifinal that matters. And hopefully Julian learned some things and he got got those reps and got that confidence. And we'll see if uh, Jason Christ puts him in the start for the semifinal, the, the one for all the marbles. Uh, we'll see if Araujo is plays an important role there. Because I think in the game previous uh, against the Dominican Republic, he was whipping in some good crosses. Yep. He was getting in good position. Uh, so I think in the semifinal, you know, Mexico obviously was top level. I think uh, either Honduras or Canada that game should be wrapped up or, or close to being wrapped up. And I'm sure the chat will fill us in. But yeah. I think against those teams, Araujo might fare better, you know, crashing up that wing and, and putting in some good crosses and getting involved a little bit better. So uh, hopefully he gets to start again in the semifinal and can continue to build on, on what he's already done so far. Well, I'll, I'll say this, that um, it almost doesn't matter exactly how he's playing. The fact that he is good playing well right now is, is really good. But this is his preseason that he's playing yeah. through right now. And I'm I'm loving all of the fitness that he's gaining and, and the way he's going to come into camp is going to be so much far improved. The same goes with uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, who's going to play with the national team with Efrain Alvarez. You would hope uh, as well. He's going to play with the national team um, with Mexico and then also Sebastian Legette. Um, so all of those guys, all four of those guys coming back into the to the L.A. Galaxy camp. Yes, it's a negative because they've been away from a team that really needs some cohesion. Um, and there's three starters that are missing from the, that whenever it happens. But the positive there is um, he's got he's got some serious uh, fitness coming back to him right now. And so I would imagine in these opening games, you're going to see Julian Araujo ball out like you had seen him before. He's going to be ready to run whenever the Galaxy finally start yeah. playing real games. Yeah, and, and I'll push back a little bit that I think um, – Efren Alvarez, Jonathan Dos Santos, Sebastian Legette, Julian Naranjo. I think you'd rather have him playing in these games and getting this experience than playing against the San Diego Loyal, the LAFC Youth Academy, you know, right. uh, the Columbus Crew, you know, uh, test test kitchen that they're running out, uh, you know, in Chula Vista. I think you'd rather see the Galaxy playing the competition, th- those players playing the competitions they're at now and then coming back 
and then they'll figure it out and they'll build that cohesion a little bit later because the Galaxy's roster is still incomplete. So even when they come back, there's still going to be additions that they're going to have to uh, meld with anyway. Well, we, we, we mentioned the other guys who are away on national team training. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez will not be uh, back or will not be playing uh, with Mexico until this Saturday. So Saturday, a 1 p.m. game, they're playing uh, against Wales uh, in Wales. Uh, and then there's going to be Costa Rica versus Mexico at the same place that that uh, the U.S. men's national team just played Jamaica. Um, and so those will be the two games for Jonathan Dos Santos and Efrain Alvarez to watch. Um, and then Sebastian Lejet got his run out tonight in a 4-1 win. The U.S. men's national team winning 4-1 over Jamaica, a CAF opponent. Um, the score is going to be flattering, uh, especially Sebastian Legette. Uh It flatters Sebastian Legette. He had two goals. I mean, we let's, <laughs> let, I guess, bury the lead a little bit, but yeah, he had, he had two goals and now this is four goals in his last four games for the U.S. men's national team. Again, all the things that I just said about Julian Araujo coming back fit, coming back with confidence. Uh, Sebastian Legette is going to come out, come uh, play these games, any of these games that you see, especially whenever you finally kick off against Miami. He's going to come out playing with his hair on fire because he's ready to go. Yeah. He's in shape. Um, and I was very impressed with his ability in in the U.S. men's national team. He is a cog in the in the wheel, right? He's just a gear that moves things. He's not the best player on that team by far, um, but he seems to raise his level to at least playing with those guys. He doesn't look out of place. He doesn't stop things. He keeps things flowing. Sometimes you need guys like that who can really just keep everything flowing and moving. And he got two goals late in that game as Jamaica got tired. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, say, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, did you throw a cog, a COG joke while, while you were going there? I, was, the, was that intentional? It was not, but yes, I will take it. <laughs> okay. But but legit, going back to legit and his performance, I think in the first half, he maybe did slow things down a little bit, but he ended up catching his, his footing and, and kind of working with the players there and, and getting on. But you're right. He's not the player that's going to set the world on fire and be that world beater. But somehow he finds himself in these positions. And sometimes I think he maybe doesn't get the credit uh, that that he's due. But And there's some people scratching their heads whenever Burhalter calls him. And then you see the people who he's surrounded with. And you think, well, this is legit out of place here. But he some, seems to find the back of the net, seems to be able to connect well. Uh, you know, he mentioned on his Instagram four years ago, he had that catastrophic injury that wiped him out. And he's kind of been on that redemption tour. Maybe two years ago, we saw thought someone who lost their mojo, someone who came to the galaxy and looked really sharp, got that U.S. team call up and then just didn't look like the same player. But I think Greg Berhalter and the U.S. national team continuing to call him in. I think that's been a huge part of his rehabilitation and getting him sharp and keeping that confidence up in him because he's a player I think he plays best when he's confident and he's feeling it. And I think right now he's feeling it. And to to say last season uh, that, you know, was a kind of a comeback season for him, I think it was. He was probably the Galaxy's second best player aside from Christian Pavone. So this isn't like, oh, he's finally getting it. Last season we saw those sparks of him finally putting it together, looking like the Sebastian Legette of old, and then him going with a national team, getting two goals, being in the right place at the right time, making it happen, turning it on when it counts. You, you can't be mad at it as a, as a Galaxy fan. You, the, this is all positives. He's going to hopefully bring that and continue his streak that he was started last year, continuing to build now in the offseason, and then hopefully uh, can go even further with it once he gets back in a Galaxy uniform. Are, are we too rosy with Sebastian Legette? I mean, and and especially last year. I, I'm still a critic of his last year. I know he had one of his second, I think it was his second best season ever as an LA Galaxy player. Mm-hmm. And I didn't love his positioning for most of the year. I didn't love his runs. 
I felt like he didn't hold things together like he does with the U.S. men's national team. I mean, for me, I feel like I there's reason to be critical of how he played last year. But then I put that through the mirror of Guillermo Barrascolotto and his idea of offense, which is run more. Um, which we know now and didn't know at the time, right? It's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, what, well, what but, can we do to break these guys down? Let's run, run more. Just run. Just go faster. Yeah. And the, the counterpoint to that is Christian Pavone was miles ahead as the, the team's best player last season. But you also could watch games last season and critique his game and say he could have done things better and maybe did some things and tried to take on players a little too much instead of involving his teammates. So I think you can look at even the best players and still critique their game. And so I think it's, you're fair to say legit deserves, still deserves some criticism and can still improve. He's not, he's not all the way there for us to say, you know, I have full faith that Sebastian legit is going to carry us uh, to an MLS cup. But at the same time, those improvements were there and there were positives. And I think the slump that he was in, in the years previous to have him snap out of it, even if it's not, you know, 100% firing on all cylinders, to see it moving in that direction is a good thing. I mean, he's what? I think he's 28 this year. Yeah. So he's he, he's a veteran on that U.S. national team. He's the old one of the older dudes. But yeah, we're nearing the peak for sure. We're, we're at the we're near the peak. You can feel we're, it. We're there. We're there. <laughs> so, I mean, if this isn't Legette's peak, if this isn't his best year, I'd be really surprised. Um, this feels like everything's moving towards him being an integral part. And he's going to be asked to be playing basically the same position that he's playing with the U.S. men's national team. Um, you know, Vanny mentioned it. I, I know Sebastian Legette mentioned it as well, that both the Greg's, uh, Greg and Greg, um, both, both playing, play him sort of in the similar spot. That consistency will be so amazing for him over these, over this next year. Um, not having to switch things up, not having to think about two different positions, but basically just having to adjust to different guys. Um, this, this should be his year. And quite honestly, as a, a targeted allocation money player, it should be yeah. his year. He so, needs to produce. He needs to score goals. He needs to create offense. He needs to be able to stop counterattacks and other things. He has to be one of the smartest players on the field because he's going to be a veteran of the LA Galaxy on the field this year as well, um, as he has been, you know, sort of other things. I know there's guys who are older than him, but as far as tenure, it's Steris and Leggett, um, who yeah. sort of sit there and, and need to be the the veterans of the of the LA Galaxy. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, that Chris Rock joke where he says, you know, people brag about, oh, I've never been to jail. It's like, well, you're not supposed to go to jail. You know, you, you don't get a special reward for that. So same thing with Sebastian Legit. Oh, he's going to score goals and get assists. Well, that's what he's supposed to do. He's a TAM player. He's the most tenured, one of the most tenured players on this roster. This is exactly what he's supposed to do. So so you're right on that. This is the expectation. And hopefully he could just stay there and keep that expectation because that's what he's supposed to do with his salary level and his uh, his fame, fame level is the right word. His, right. Uh, his, you know, his, like, his market you know I mean. value, his, his, his well-knownness. <laughs> yeah. His, <laughs> that's, that's his not presence. the word. His yeah. presence. I don't know. I was, I was watching, uh, that night you sent me a 1994 world cup preview. Yes, I did. Where, uh, you know, Marcelo Bobo was talking about his image and how his image was of a bruiser. So it's Sebastian legit, a player of his image. That's what the expectation should be. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's a lot. So, um, all right. So that's where we sit right now uh, with those international players. Again, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos, F. Ryan Alvarez coming up uh, this weekend on Saturday. Uh, the U.S. men's national team and Sebastian Jet will play on Sunday against Northern Ireland in Northern Ireland. That game's on Fox. Um, so you can watch that. So if you're watching your L.A. Galaxy players, you can watch that. If you want go over to the U23s, um, you can watch Julian Rajo. You can watch former L.A. Galaxy player Uriel Antuna as well. And that's fun to watch. Um, he's been playing playing really well. So 
a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff. There's soccer going on, Eric. There's things to watch. Yeah. There's games. Zlatan yeah. Ibrahimovic had an assist with uh, with Sweden today. Uh, that was that was fun to watch. Um, so there's a lot of soccer going on. It's fun to sort of watch those things right now. And I'm glad that everything you can feel it building. It's starting to be, it was a slow build, slow burn as it goes, but we're about to get yeah. ready. Everything's getting ready to catch on yeah. fire here. Eric. Yeah. The world cup qualifiers are, are kicking into gear. It's the Olympics. It's MLS season coming out schedule coming out. This is we're we're getting to the boil. People are getting vaccinated. We're going to be hugging each other soon. So this is a, uh, this is an exciting time. Good segue, Eric. Good segue. Uh, the governor announced today, everybody here in California, if you're listening in California, uh, the governor announced today that starting April 1st, those 50 and older will be eligible to get a vaccine. That wasn't really the big news because he buried the lead even with that one, which is starting April 15th, those 16, as in 1-6, 16 and older can get the vaccine as well, which means that basically everybody listening to this who has a driver's license uh, will be able to go out and and register for a vaccine. By the way, I I would suggest that you figure out where your county is registering and register now because they're going to start pulling from those lists first. So if you want to get a vaccine and look, you're you're basically, um, you know, if you get it on the fifteenth, if you're in there, you could basically start going to Galaxy Games vaccinated here. You know, within a relative short, relatively short amount of time. If you can't, if you get the Johnson and Johnson, that gives you you know ten days. You're, yeah, you're, you're good to go. You're almost there. You're almost there. So <laughs> one shot, one shot, and you're good to go. Um, so April fifteenth is when that's going to kick off. That is great news. It's funny whenever we uh, used to talk about the LA Galaxy and shots, we were usually talking about tequila. <laughs> uh, now, now we're talking. Oh, I, was, I thought I was yeah. going shots on goal, but yeah, you're right. Mezcal tequila that goes a different direction too. Yeah, that, there's there's all sorts of shots whenever you're talking about soccer yeah. now. So, um, but yeah, absolutely get registered right now. You can do it. Um, I had been registered for a long time before I got called. Um, and it seems like orange County is even doing, uh, basically if they have open appointments, they're grabbing people for that stuff as yeah. well. So get registered. And that's the other thing. I, I guess, uh, I had a few people contact me. I didn't get a survey from MLS, but I guess there was a survey that went out to MLS fans. I'm not sure how they decided who got it and who didn't, but there seemed to be some shading and some implications that if they are going to go back at a higher capacity, that some type of vaccination form or vaccination, not a requirement, but that might make your, your life a little bit easier to get in the stadium. If you have that requirement that reading between the lines, it looks like MLS might be going in that direction, kind of showing your card and going to the front of line type of deal. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you're ready to go back, then that's something that you'd go for. And, And I know a lot of people who are, you know, calling local pharmacies and in-store pharmacies and seeing if there's spots available. And so it's a little luck of the draw, but you know, if you keep making those calls and you're persistent, uh, then you can get it done. I, I, I liken it to, uh, when the PS five came out, people were waiting in the queues and, and waiting their turn and, and trying to make it happen. And it's, it's same concept, same concept. If you right. could, if you could do it for a PS five, uh, you can do it for a vaccination. So and, best of luck to everyone. Happy hunting out yeah. there. Yeah. Aaron, by the way, was saying you can't register now for April 15th. That might be an L.A. County thing. I can tell you in Orange County, you can register. You'll just be told you're not eligible, but you're still in the system. Um, so then you will become eligible whenever the, eligible whenever they sw- flip that switch. So um, that I, I know that and that one is Othena.com, O-T-H-E-N-A.com. If you're in Orange County, just giving you a little heads up on that one. 
Um, let's see. Oh, by the way, if, if, if me getting the vaccine would convince somebody else to get it, I've gotten my first shot. Um, and so I will, I will in, yeah, I did so far. So good. Um, so cell service around, around April. Yeah. Super good 5g service now, (laughs) you know, and Bill Gates only talks a little bit in your ear whenever you're trying to sleep. Um, but, uh, but, uh, somewhere around April, I should get my second one and, and away we'll go. So, uh, yeah, get it, get it. Absolutely. Get it. Um, let's talk about the LA Galaxy schedule because good Lord, there was so much to unpack. Uh, the LA Galaxy schedule coming out on, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? It's It all blends together now. I think it was Wednesday, wasn't it? It was just yesterday? No, it was Tuesday. It was, no, it was, it was, was it yesterday. Wednesday? It was Wednesday. It, wow, God, the days, yeah, man. I know, the days are blending. 34 game schedule. Um, we had surmised from the opening two games against Inter Miami and New York Red Bulls that MLS Eric was going to go ahead and definitely, absolutely, 100%, absolutely go back to a normal schedule this year, right? Because if you're playing two East Coast teams to start everything off, clearly they're going to have you play East Coast teams and West Coast yep. teams and everything. And we, I mean, we really clued you in that MLS was just going to consider this a regular season again, right? Yeah. That, well, yeah, that, that's what you were cluing us in, but yeah. we were not right. <laughs> we, were, we, we were wrong. So that yeah, that's absolutely nothing, nothing new there. And by the way, uh, Lucio, uh, in, in our, in their chat room, a little super chat. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Um, appreciate very, it, very much. You should ask us a question next time. You can always change the topic, um, and get a question answered if you, uh, if you give us a little super chat, but we certainly appreciate that. Um, let's go to this schedule. So, uh, inner Miami and New York Red Bulls, the first two games already announced. Then MLS decided, well, that's enough Eastern Conference for for you crazy people. Um, It is all Western Conference. So MLS went ahead and regionalized this schedule again, Eric. So you have two games against Eastern Conference foes. You have 32 games against Western Conference foes. Um, So good Lord. Yeah, when you put it that way, that's why it makes sense. It seems like if they could have done a 34-game schedule only doing Western Conference, then they would have done that if it would have been even. But I think they needed to even out the numbers. And if you look across the league, every team has only two teams from the other conference. So it's not like the Galaxy are an anomaly here where they're the only ones who get two and then there are other people who who get more. Everyone gets two games in the out-of-conference and it's to balance out the schedule. Uh, So you get every Western Conference team three times and then you fill the schedule with, uh, you know, two appears to be random uh, opponents uh, from the opposite conference. Well, I mean, we really have to break this down, too. And listen, boy, do I have some charts for you. Like I have charts on charts on charts on charts. So we're probably just going to start rolling through some of these. But it's not a balanced schedule. It hasn't been a balanced schedule since 2011. We're once again arguing about, you know, supporter shields and everything else. The supporter shield will mean absolutely nothing this year, just as it has basically since 2011. We've had this idea in the past, and I think it's probably more valid this season than ever, is you do a Western Shield and an Eastern Shield because you, you're, you're balanced on one side. Obviously, you can't go for the whole league. and then, uh, But then you're <laughs> – who makes the second Shield? You know, Do you get a ca- another Captain America Shield? Do you well, go with the, the Wakandan version? Well, the, I'll, I'll, you tell know, different- I'll tell you, I, and I know, I know you've, you've, you've sort of looked at it, but it's not even balanced on the Western Conference That's side true. of things either because there's some teams you play two, some teams you at play home. three – um, so there's, and, there's not a balanced schedule to be had anywhere in this, um, you know, in this, and it's just, I just, I don't mind the supporter shield. It's great, but there's a lot of things that come with it and really your benefit of where you're located, um, and who you play. And to me, that's just, 
that's I can't I can't get behind that. And with 27 teams, it just it's not going to work. I understand that, yeah. too. So why don't you get rid of the supporter shield and give it to like the runner up of the MLS Cup gets the other Champions League, you know, stuff like give it to somebody who's accomplished something rather than like, you know, um, a team that almost won the supporter shield Columbus crew who then ended up winning MLS Cup. They they had a better season than than some of those other ones around. it. It's just I don't like this. I don't like it, and, and it's going to continue to go this way, and I don't think there's any solution, but I'm going to continue to complain about it, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, I think you can't say it's not an accomplishment, because you obviously have to win all those games and beat the teams in front of you to say it's something, but to to say you're the best team in the league, I think you can't call yourself that. Uh, so I'm okay with you know giving it as a secondary uh, pathway, you know because it is somewhat of an accomplishment, but I don't think it, it says bar none, you're the best team in the league because you're right. It's not a home and away, perfectly balanced situation. You want to see how the games lay out uh, per month, Eric, because that's also a little, a uh, little crazy. Um, that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. So April, because it starts in the middle of April, you can understand you're only going to play two games in April. That's fine. Uh, they kick into gear in May, though. They get five games in May. Five is not an unreasonable number because it's basically one every weekend plus one midweek in there. It's not horrible. You can usually do it. Sometimes it even works that you can get five in a week, you know, five in a month through uh, through the weekends without having a midweek game. Right. So you can get that. So you get five games in May. That's fine. Then June only has three games. And we'll talk about mm -hmm. that and, and tell you why. Um, and then July has six. August has six, September has five, October has five, and then you finish off again uh, a short month in November uh, with one and two, but also some, I think, World Cup qualifying or some some international, there's some yeah. friendlies in there as well. So you go two, five, three, six, six, five, five, two. All right. That is I don't think that formation is going to is going to work with Greg Vanny. <laughs> no, no, he's going to need more at the back. Really? Yeah. That's that's what I see in all this. Um, but no, when you look at this, we want to start framing this with this schedule because you see all the games, you can see them listed. And until you start breaking it down and understanding what is actually happening in this, you don't realize how condensed and how packed yeah. this schedule is. So, of course, I, I made a chart for that, Eric. Yes, you were going to say. Uh I was going to say, this is actually my favorite chart. This is my favorite version when you lay it. Go, no, go back to the other oh, one you had. Oh, this one? The by month. Yes. And so, you know, shameless plug, if you go to at Galaxy Profile on Instagram, I actually created this with the teams plugged in and the dates. So, you know, if it's a Sunday, a Saturday, uh, Thursday, Friday, actually no Thursdays, but Monday, Tuesday, yes. there's some weird games. So I have it in there and I like that layout because it's all, it, it, you see it all in front of you with the teams. You get an idea of the short day's rest. You get an idea of the month's. Uh, so that's just a shameless plug of myself. This is the layout that I actually prefer to view it in. I think when the Galaxy released the schedule with their white on sky blue, it was a little difficult for me. I needed to readjust. And then you, obviously the list view is when you go in order and knock them out. But I, I like the month view so you can really get an idea of how it breaks down. Yeah, because because that's where you sort of get to see how congested things are or how maybe not congested things are. Now, mm -hmm. I went ahead and laid out a chart as well, and I decided that I wanted to see days between games. Right. Because that's really what sort of dictates this, because whenever you start having and we're going to call short rest, anything on short rest is less than five days. OK, short rest, because five days is usually enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. to rest. It's it's, a, it's not as good as, you know, six days or seven days, but less than five days is to me short rest. Right. And I sit there and yeah. go, OK, that's where you're going to you're going to start worrying. And anything over eight days would be considered long rest games. Right. So long time between games. So you can go in here and if you go to um, corner dot com, I sort of lay out how these go. But um, if you zoom in on your screen, if you're watching or if not, I'll explain it to you. You can start going and, you know, you start looking at 
games and it's seven days between games, six days between games, seven days. And then on June 19th, the LA Galaxy play the Seattle Sounders at home at Dignity Health Sports Park. Um, and then they're going to go ahead and drop in. And four days later, they will they will play away to Vancouver. And right now, Vancouver is in Salt Lake City, so they'll be traveling to Salt Lake City. Uh, but they'll go into Vancouver four days later. Then three days later, on June 26th, they're going to play the San Jose Earthquakes. That is starting to be condensed very quickly. And so you can look at that and say, okay, that's not a great stretch right there. You have 21 days off, and then all of a sudden you're going to play four games and three games. The 21 days off is really great, Eric. But if you only have a starting 11 and not, say, a starting 18 that you can really rotate through. It's 20. Yeah, 19 to 20. Yeah, 18 to 20. Right. If you don't have that, then those four days and three days between those is a tough turnaround for both of those. So so that gets that gets that's a little nervous for me. Yeah. And we saw this, you know, in the congested season last season, those games on short rest and the travel, the Galaxy didn't they didn't look like themselves aside from their their one winning streak on those games. They just you can tell when they were on short rest and you can tell is because. You know, GBS kind of ran his guys in the ground, didn't really utilize subs as much, didn't really utilize the depth. And so the Galaxy really struggled. So that's when when we talk about depth, that's why it's so important, because once you get past June, uh, it's, you know, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, uh, you know, you got you have a what's the one here? You have a Saturday, Tuesday, Friday in the, mm-hmm. in August. Yep. So like this is where you really need to test your depth during that time. And that's not not counting you know, Gold Cup, Olympics, Euros, I, I, although I don't know the Galaxy are going to be affected by the Euro, but when you talk about other teams as well being affected by this. So there's, then there's all the breaks and players being released during this times, and who knows what the, you know, COVID restrictions or, or time in between, you know, getting players in and out, you know, hopefully with vaccines, if they get players going, you know, vaccinated through, through a work situation, then maybe that makes things a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be tough. And I think the Galaxy's depth is going to need to be tested. Uh, especially, you know, once you get into those dog days of summer. Uh, in total, 15 games played on short rest. 15. So there are 34 games. Nearly half of those 15 are played with less than five days between games. So that's a huge number. That's where you're focused. That's why you just talked about depth, Eric. Without that depth, those 15 games are going to be extremely difficult. Um, and they're grouped together just, oh man, it's a nightmare whenever you look <laughs> at some of these and, and it's not great. Um, so there's four games they're going to play on long rest, which is basically more than eight days. So there's a little recovery in there somewhat, but I mean, the the fact that this is condensed the way it is is super crazy. Um, I also took a look and sort of figured out how many miles the LA Galaxy would be traveling. And we assume right now we're traveling round trip. All right. So we're going there and back. So you're going (laughs) from L.A., to wherever you're going and you're flying back. Now, the reason we say that is that as of right now, MLS is still chartering flights for this. They said that they're still going to try to travel the day of games. That's not always possible, but they're going to try to travel the day of games, right? And that means... That even with, by the way, there's a really interesting little stretch here where the L.A. Galaxy are away to Vancouver, who's playing in Salt Lake City. Um, I was just going to say that. Yeah. (laughs) And then they go back to Real Salt Lake four days later. Are they going to go back and forth between that? But they're going to go back to play Real Salt Lake in Salt Lake City. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as that stands right now, now by July, perhaps Vancouver is back up in Vancouver, right? And so we could sort of look at that. But that's true. I did take a look at all of these um, these mileages between cities, and basically the LA Galaxy are going to tra- be traveling round trip thirty three thousand three hundred ninety four miles, which is probably less than they would in a normal MLS season because you're not getting a bunch of those East Coast trips. Longest trip, obviously, is the first one going to Inter Miami. Yeah. Do you know the longest trip in Major League Soccer from LA? Do you know which one yeah. that is? You know, I, I've been around long enough to actually, I do know that it's Montreal. It is Montreal's, yes. you know, basically on the other side of the continent. Yes. Yes. It's, it's about a hundred miles further. If whenever you really do, it's about 2,400 miles instead of 2,300 miles. So, yeah. um, but Miami's close. I mean, that, that's, that's a, a long flight. And the good news is, is that you get that one out of the way first and then all the other ones will be more regional. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so again, so with the regionalization of the, of the schedule, um, this is all in response to COVID. All right. That's why it was regionalized. They're trying to keep the distance traveled. They're trying to keep day of travel the same. Okay. So that's why we look at all this. Um, and if you go and watch us on the video, you can see I made a nice little map with all of the destinations. The LA galaxy will be traveling to. You'll notice there's no Vancouver in there, um, because they, they won't be traveling there. Um, do you know the shortest, uh, away game the LA galaxy traveled to? Cool. Again, using my eyes, that would be San Jose. Am I correct there? No, you're not because no. it's it's LAFC, oh, which it's is LAFC. only 12 oh, miles away. On. Yes, I know. That's not fair. If you have to, it, if you have to get on a plane, it is Salt Lake City. So I mean, okay. or not Salt Lake, San Jose. San Jose. Uh, San Jose. So you're or Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, it's San Jose is the airport you're traveling to. So then you're not going to fly into San Francisco and drive down from. <laughs> trust me, you're you're into San Jose. Um, so anyway, so that's where we stand. On that now, if, I have I have a yes. Sorry, before if you want to go back to that chart, I just think if you're uh, uh, you like the deep cuts of Corner of the Galaxy, this is the most Josh Gessman chart. You know, you're going to get a lot of schedule analysis. You're going to hear a lot about the MLS schedule release. You're not going to find the flight path on any other podcast or any other website. So it just this one tickled me just because it's it's a very Josh chart, the the flight path chart. Yeah, I had to look in Google like a, a program that would let me tr- like plot. Uh, airports and and measure distances and do all that fun stuff as well. Uh, if we look at the 2021 calendar or the schedule uh, in terms of day of the week count, right? We know that we, that the LA Galaxy play a game on every single day of the week except for Thursday, which is interesting. Usually there's always a Thursday match. Sometimes you don't get any Tuesday matches. Tuesday's usually the one that's left out. Um, but in this particular case, Thursday currently has zero games being played on. I don't imagine that will stay that way. Eric, I imagine there will something will slip, something will move, and the yeah. Galaxy will end up playing a game on a Thursday. That, we were talking about this off air, and it, it, it was funny to me. I was like, well, Tuesday, that's kind of a weird day. Who do they play on a Tuesday? And they play the Colorado Rapids. And I think every season for the last three or four seasons, the, the Colorado game has been rescheduled for one reason or another, whether it's an open cup reschedule or you know there's uh, the plague going on at their stadium or if their whole team is wiped out with COVID for one reason or another, Colorado just that, that doesn't that game doesn't like to stay on the schedule for its scheduled date. And the fact that it's on a Tuesday on a week where the galaxy goes Saturday, Tuesday, Friday, who knows what's if that game is actually going to land there maybe they go the following thursday to make it make it all work out they're, and that way everyone's happy they're going to do it um it, for those people who complain about midweek games or weekday games i should say not midweek because we we actually differentiate those weekday games right now there are 12 games that'll be played monday through friday those are weekdays there are 22 games that will be played on the weekend um so that's good news uh nine that's a big chunk that that is the, the weekday i would say yeah i, I we'd have to look at, at previous ones but it seems like that's 
that's a that's an increased number. Well, certainly with the Mondays and the Tuesdays yeah. thrown in there and some Fridays, you know, that sort of bumps up those those weekday games. Uh, Wednesdays are normally the midweek day mm-hmm. um, and the midweek games this year. There are nine, nine midweek games. We basically call a midweek game whenever there is a game on either side of it for a weekend. Right. So you have a midweek. Like if you play on a Tuesday, but you didn't play on the weekend before it, that's not necessarily a midweek yeah. game. We, you know, we wouldn't classify that. So there's nine midweek games that have games on either side of it. That's my guess. Anyway, I'm sure you could start arguing and say, well, actually this game, there's 10. I was trying to, <laughs> Close enough. I was trying so you, to look at 34 games and, and try to figure yeah. this out pretty fast. Um, so you go, yeah, but still, and then you run away. There you go. You run away quickly. Um, if you look at this, the majority of the games are played on Saturdays, Eric. So that should make most people happy because Saturdays are the games. Everybody likes to go to. Everybody likes to watch. That's the highest viewership is usually on a Saturday. Um, all of those things trend to that. So Saturday, there are 14 games on Saturday. There are eight games on Sunday. I know people don't like eight, um, don't like the Sunday games, uh, the Friday night games, those two games, those are always good. Um, in terms of usually attendance, you can get some good Friday. There's usually traffic issues. That's why Friday isn't great. Again, we're mm-hmm. assuming that eventually we're going to get like back to full attendance at the stadium this year. Um, with, yeah, especially once, once yeah. you get into that August, September. And I think, before the MLS schedule release, they said that rivalry week was going to be in August. I think it's usually in August anyway, but I think when you think about the way things are going, if you, you schedule, you want your rivalry games to maybe have the most atmosphere in the stadium, I think we'll, we'll probably be pretty close uh, to being back in that August, September range. Yeah, it's it's. I think that that's what it feels like right now. So um, that's where you sit. So uh, you know, one game on Monday, one game on Tuesday, eight on Wednesday, uh, none on Thursday, two games on Fridays, fourteen games on Saturdays, and eight games on Sundays. That's how that breaks down. Now, if we go to start times as well, I thought this was interesting because not only is start times important. One is all these start times are Pacific time. The reason that that matters is we like to talk about a little thing called body clock, right? And Mm -hmm. whenever you're talking about body clock, sometimes whenever you travel to the East Coast and play a game, it's a lot earlier than you're normally used to playing a game, depending on where you're coming from. Um, The LA Rams uh, talked about body clock games a whole bunch and how that affects their players' performance. And so they're Mm -hmm. complaining about early games that have early body clock games, right? Now, same happens on the East Coast with teams that are on the east coast and travel west they might be playing a game you know it's an it's a seven o'clock game and that's a 10 o'clock you know kickoff for them 10 p.m in their mind and their body clock so we look at body clocks and we look at these games and we sort of see the distribution out across this uh one game at 12 p.m four games at 12 30 p.m two games at 2 30 um let's see i'm trying to just hit some of the bigger ones uh six games at 5 p.m there is six games at 7 p.m. and eight games at 7.30 p.m. with yeah, one game still the TBD. Yeah, when you factor in as many home games, 7.30 is like the magic. You, you almost want to gear, if you're going to talk about gearing your body clock, like that's what you want to gear it to and then adjust you know, everywhere else as it goes. I think Tom Brady mentioned it you know, in his run-up to the Super Bowl after his move to Tampa. You know, he, He'd set his bedtime at the exact same time. No matter which time zone he was in, he would set his you know, sleep time so he'd get that same pattern, or, that, or at least it was the same number of hours, something along those lines. So right. there, there's definitely the, the science behind it now that these teams are getting privy to. So uh, yeah, yeah, it is interesting how, how it's going to work out. But I think 7.30 is just the, that's the magic time. That's, that's when most of these games are going to be going off. And then just thankfully, the the noon game is uh, the Portland game. So we'll see. You know, usually it's like noon in Houston in July. And you just want to you know, throw some some chopsticks in your eyes or something. But yeah, it's, it seems like it, that shouldn't be too bad. 
Uh, let's go over TV broadcasts real quick. Um, and there are 16 nationally televised games for the LA Galaxy. That's good if you hate Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, if you love Spectrum Sportsnet, they have 18 games, so 18 regional broadcasts uh, for this as well. Uh, eight over the air, and we're uh, we're listing the the Univision um, as well as as an over the air uh, uh, channel on this. So uh, two broadcasts by ABC, which is big big news. Uh, four yep. four by ESPN, three by Fox. Uh, two by F- FS1, so you can sort of combine that with Fox, but Fox is over the air channel, you know, um, and FS1 is a cable channel. Spectrum Sportsnet has 18. Uh, Unamas and Univision split five games, so two for Unamas, three for uh, Univision as well. Um, so that sort of sits you there. So 16 nationally televised, eight over the air, 18 regional games. So those 18 games, if you don't have Spectrum, is where you're going to have to figure out how to watch that game. Um, so that's that's sort of the the heads up. Yeah, it's unfortunate too, and, or maybe not. You know, the watch parties I know before uh, the pandemic was was a pretty popular way to kind of figure out how to watch those games. But you know, maybe with some being clever and some of these local bars, I know the supporters groups are probably working tirelessly to figure out some way to make this happen. Maybe there's a way. Uh, you know, the watch parties distanced or you know showing your your vaccine passport. Uh, you know, to get in, figuring it out. I think you know th- there's there might be a way to get around this because I think that's. Like you said, it's either love Spectrum because you got it or you hate Spectrum because you don't have a way to to get it. And you're going to have 18 games that you're going to have to figure out a plan for, uh, you know, either via uh, a conspicuous website or, uh, you know, finding a bar somewhere that has that on the TV. So uh, I'm, I'm almost certain that supporters groups are working on some type of plan. Uh, to get around that. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know, the the chat room is is talking about the shuttle, right? The LA Galaxy shuttle that runs. I have no idea what they're going to do with that um, right now. So that'll be something that we will need to, uh, I need to ask, really. That's what I need to ask. I imagine it's not coming back right away. I imagine because of the limited attendance and sort of the need to social distance and all those things that it's not going to be coming back um, immediately. But I would also imagine that as we progress in these things, we're going to figure that out. The the tiered system, how they're going to sell tickets for everything is a really interesting sort of take as well. Um, And so, you know, they're selling it in waves basically because they don't know how many tickets they're going to be like wave one. We're going to sell you all these tickets and that's going to be the 5300 that we imagine is I think the LA Galaxy might be using my numbers too. Just FYI. Um, <laughs> what else is new, right? Twenty six thousand. Figure out the patches. Figure out the shuttle. They're gonna put you in shuttle duty. They're gonna be planning these shuttles soon. No, we're not talking about patches. Uh, Twenty six thousand six hundred seventy four is what the uh, the attendance is based off of. At least what number we're gonna go off of, and think that the Galaxy might go off as well. So the red tier is fifty three thirty five. If it goes to orange tier, there's basically an additional thirty five hundred seats that get to be opened up. That's gonna be wave two. So whenever we look at that, that's that's sort of why we're saying there's waves and and how that's going to go as well. So anyway, that's where we're at with the schedule. I mean, you know, I'll go back and and look at this schedule one more time here, Eric. And um, to me, it's 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 an extremely tough schedule. This is just this. This is there's there's no relenting on any of this. And I almost I almost forgot the one that I really want to get to is schedule by opponent. How many times are you going to play each team and that? So you're looking at some of the better teams that the L.A. Galaxy are going to have to play three times um in fact all the good teams that i would consider good teams right now in the western conference save for maybe sporting kansas city and dynamo are, are sort of on the on the edge of being French, a dangerous yeah. team as well i for certainly they're dangerous to the la galaxy because they never seem to play them particularly <laughs> well, well yes 
Same, same thing with, uh, you know, the Colorado Rapids. You know, I'd, I'd say the Rapids and Austin FC would be the one of those teams you'd want to see a third time. But you're right. But then you look at a team like the Whitecaps, who's, you know, close to the bottom of the league and uh, them going undefeated against the Galaxy. So you, you never know how it, it, it doesn't always go how it's supposed to go on paper. But I would agree with you that th- that's the tough thing with the unbalanced schedule also is it, I, I think the Western Conference has a stronger conference. So you're just naturally it's going to be a tougher schedule just by 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 ge- by geographics. Also, I and and this is this is one of those truths in sports, right? You can take this one to the bank. This is true every single year. If your team sucks, your schedule is harder, okay? So <laughs> The, just science. So yeah, it's just science, right? Because you're like, man, all these teams are better than than us. That's how that's how that works, right? Um, the LA Galaxy have not been a good team. So when you look at this and you say, well, you have play FC Dallas three times, you're like, well, that's not great. You know, FC Dallas is a solid team. They're usually very competitive. They're middle to upper side on the west on the Western Conference, so they're going to be scrappy. dangerous. Yeah, they're scrappy. Uh, LAFC. Obviously, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You get to play them three times. The only positive that you can take from that is that it's two times at home and one time away. Hopefully that matters. It has mattered in years past, but will it matter this time? So LAFC, Minnesota United is a very good team right now. Three times. Portland Timbers is a good team. You play them three times. Real Salt Lake, they're they're maybe one of the softer ones. And certainly with their ownership question up in the air, I would say that that maybe you have a better chance, but you play in them three times. And I think you play them twice in Salt Lake City. I'd have to go back and look it up. Yeah, but there's RSL. RSL has had some some turnover and some changes, I think. They, they might be a team that takes a dip this season and maybe isn't at their best. I think that's if you're looking at where you're going to make up some of these points because you have the tougher opponents, RSL might be one of those games you circle. Uh, San Jose Earthquakes, you play them three times. I was trying to go back and look through all of my San Jose Earthquake stuff. And uh, at Dignity Health Sports Park, at Stanford Stadium, yeah. no surprise, Where's that third game at Dignity Health Sports Park? Okay, so they get two. So they don't. So it's I, I was I was trying to see if they're going to actually play them at um, play them at their at the their stadium. Yes, at the airport because yeah. that's my favorite one to go to. I like watching <laughs> the planes land and the press box like sits over the field, too. It's kind of cool. Um, but anyway, so uh, so that's where you sit on, on all these. And again, I'll, I'll bring it up and just sort of, you know, San Jose, you play them three times. Seattle, you play three times. I mean, that would be the one you'd really want to avoid in the Western Conference. They're always good. They're always dangerous. Yeah. Vancouver Whitecaps, probably the softest team you're going to play three times. But what? Not when they play the galaxy. Not when they, yeah, that, that yeah. doesn't, maybe, maybe it's different if they play them in Salt Lake city. Maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, that helps. They, the they have, they have the altitude advantage now. They didn't have that in, in Vancouver. So, um, they just had the carpet advantage. Um, you play Austin twice, Colorado twice, Houston twice, sporting Kansas city twice, and then inter Miami and New York rebels once. Cause you're only playing two Eastern conference teams. All right. I don't know what Austin is going to be. I'm excited to sort of see what that, how that's sort of going to play out. I'm really excited to see the Galaxy play in Austin. That's going to be a, a fun one. That might be one on my list of, of games I may have to try to travel to, but we'll see. I have a mad, I imagine my traveling this year is going to be somewhat limited, so I wouldn't yeah. exactly uh, <laughs> count on any of those. So anyway, so I mean, that's your schedule. There's a lot to talk about in that schedule. I know there's a lot of numbers. If you go to cornerofthegalaxy.com, I wrote an article Again, I focus more on the short rest stuff. I focus more on, you know, the the tough schedule to even start. And remember, we're talking about if you want to be involved in the U.S. Open Cup, Eric, that you might have to win your first three games, first. basically. To, mm-hmm. to, and you look at that schedule and you say, nope. Uh, so do you, though? I think I mean, I think you can 
Miami, you know, being a, a recent expansion team, sure. you know, I could see points there. Sure. You know, with the Red Bulls traveling across country, I could see points there. Mm-hmm. It, the question mark becomes that at Seattle. But but maybe if you get enough goals, you just think with the amount of teams, it has to be three wins to even be it has to in be. consideration. And, yeah. and and I can't but, I can't see nine know. points out of that. You know, that, that's fair. That, but yes. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just that was it. I just wanted I'm trying to shoot you down. I don't like your optimism. That, that, that's that's why I like schedule days because I, I, I kind of went through and say, well, maybe they can get, you know, I, I, I tallied up some. I was like, <laughs> what's the number? 45 points, 50 points in that range. I was like, can, can I find 50 points in the schedule? And uh, there, I have like an optimistic version, then a realistic version, and then the pessimistic version. So I, I could see anywhere between like 40 points and, you know, 55 points. Who knows uh, how it's going to shake out? But that's that's the beauty of, of schedule season. Uh, and, and shout out to you. You know, I'm a homer. You know, yes. I like to gas up corner of the galaxy. Uh, of course, you're going to see the schedule. You're going to look at all the games. Mm-hmm. But but the in-depth analysis of the days per month, uh, looking at the flight patterns, looking at the days of rest, you did a great job laying that all out. So if, if you weren't watching on YouTube and seeing all the charts, I highly recommend you go to cornerofthegalaxy.com and check out all those charts because Josh put a lot of work into it. And it, it brings a different angle when you see those things with the short rest, with the days of the week, with the kickoff times, it really snaps into focus a lot of these a lot of these dates. Uh, Ola in the chat room, a little super chat there. Uh, Ola says, how come there are only 29 likes on this video, but 79 people are watching? <laughs> I mean, listen, Ola, here's the thing. We're not going to tell you to smash the thumbs up button. That's not really our style. Um, but, but, for, I am. But, yeah, but for you, Hammer, we'll do it right now. So, Hammer, let's, let's hear it. Don't forget to like and subscribe and smash that like button and subscribe to get notifications. Can can you tell my kids watch YouTube? Yes. <laughs> this yes. is what I'm used to, yes. to hearing in the background. So yeah, set notifications, like, subscribe, do the whole deal. Yeah. Help us out. Thanks, Ola, for paying us for that ad. Yeah, that's right. We, we're, we're getting <laughs> well paid done. for our, our own advertising. I like this. Uh, Jeff, shout out a little super, uh, a super chat for there as well. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Um, All right. Let's go to a little bit more news. I don't think we've talked about this yet. Uh, Victor Vasquez was on an airplane traveling to Madrid. Uh, He's in Spain. I don't actually know where in Spain he's at, but he's in Spain. He was traveling to Madrid uh, and he said that on my way to Madrid to get the U.S. visa, right? So he's still on visa watch. We imagine that he did get his visa and that he will be traveling to the the United States here within the next couple of days. We do not, however... Um, understand uh, when when he'll be here in terms of the quarantine. Now, the quarantine coming from outside of the United States is and s- traveling from certain areas, and I think Spain might be one of them, is 14 days. So, yeah. I, yeah. I, know, I know Portugal had to reschedule their home European World Cup qualifier because of, of COVID concerns. So, you know, Spain, Portugal kind of in that same neighborhood. So he may be coming from an area where it's it's a higher restriction and may require a little bit more time than maybe if you were coming from a different spot. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it, the big the big thing about Victor Vasquez that I would like to point out is that his N95 mask that he's wearing uh, is from all accounts. I think I could say very close to LA Galaxy blue. Um, he, <laughs> he made an effort there. He he made. He, by the way, this guy has made all the right moves in terms of efforts of of trying to reach out to fans and doing stuff. He. He, he's going to be a fanfare. You're going to love him. I already know. And again, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to have on all this stuff, but um, 
he he's going to be a good guy to sort of sort of watch yeah. and and follow. And as a fan, um, I think you're going to really enjoy him um, as a as a Galaxy player. So uh, just sort of keep an eye for him, Grant Sir as well. Um, Sam Grant Sir, we're also waiting for his uh, visa and his information to arrive. Um, it always seems like the LA Galaxy, Eric, take longer than everybody else to get players in. But I'm going <laughs> to refrain from commenting on that for right now because I actually don't know that to be true. That just seems like it from observation. I think it's one of those things where it just feels that way. I think every team probably who signs a new player, it feels that way. I I can't think of a comparison where uh, right now where I've heard of a player who who's recently signed to another MLS team and then is already in in there and working it and and working it out. So I think it's just one of those things. As a fan, we're we're too close to it that it just feels longer. Yeah, it, it, it does. Um, let's get a little bit to, I want to give you a ticket update. Uh, I was contacted by the people over at FC Tucson to give you guys a little heads up. Uh, if you're going to the to the Visit Tucson Sun Cup 2021, which is the tournament the LA Galaxy are playing in, um, they are playing there on starting on Saturday, April 3rd. Then they play Wednesday, April 7th and Saturday, April 10th. But if you were interested in that last game against Real Salt Lake, which is Saturday, April 10th, uh, currently, whenever I talked to them earlier today, only had 70 tickets left i was told that by far la galaxy fans are the ones buying most of the tickets for the sun cup right now um and so if you're interested you should go to fctucson.com you can click a buy tickets link there i think the tickets are 20 dollars. you have to buy them in little pods because they're keeping everybody separated but i am going to tell you once again 70 tickets left for that last game and i know people bought them so i imagine there's right around 50 tickets left if i'm guessing um, how it goes. And I might get another update tomorrow. So pay attention to Twitter for that. But if you're thinking about going and this is outside, I want to say, you know, it's, it seems like they're going to do a very good job of keeping people, um, you know, separated from everything. I think they can do 10%, um, 10% attendance at the, the stadium, which isn't a whole bunch. Um, yeah, so, so get, smaller stadium too. Yeah. Yeah. So get there, get your tickets. Cause you know, again, lagalaxy.com 90 mile radius. If you are outside that 90 mile radius, you will not get to watch that. That's an MLS rule. Once again, MLS rule. I just want to point that out. Yeah. I want everybody yelling at me because, yeah. because of that. And I think I've seen some people who, you know, maybe don't even have tickets to the game or maybe don't even plan on getting tickets to the game, but they just know Arizona's maybe has a little bit different, uh, you know, circumstances surrounding and maybe they're just going to meet with friends and get together if they, if they feel comfortable with that. And so, you know, if you're, if that's your bag uh, and you want to do it and you're not, you don't even really care about getting tickets to the game and you're just there, you just go in there for, for a good time. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's your thing too. Uh, I, I don't know why anybody would travel to Tucson quite honestly. It's <laughs> for, for me, it's, it's a no go, you know, there's, there's not much to do there. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's the, I'm just kidding. It's, it's a nice enough place. The resort area is really just stay away from the college. That's all. Um, Aaron, uh, a little super chat. My Araujo jersey supposedly will, will arrive September 29th. What are the chances that Araujo will still be on the galaxy by then? Mm, 25%. I mean, I think oh, he's that's... gone. I think he's gone this summer. I've, I've said that. I'm on record okay. of saying that. I can't change my mind now. I'll be like, oh, no, he's not. Okay. No, he's gone this summer. All right. I'll, I'll respect that. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think what we saw from Araujo, I think he may be here. Here's the thing. I, th- I think he's maybe not all the way there yet, but at the same time, I, you know, we saw someone like Reggie Cannon today, and we had a little bit of a discussion on this off 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 air. Reggie Cannon is someone who maybe benefited from going to Europe and playing uh, and getting playing time, and is going to improve from that. So Araujo, while he might not be there, going to Europe and signing with a club or or going on loan where he can get some playing time, I, I could see that happening. But it is interesting that Aaron brought that up about the second batch of community kits. 
their availability isn't until September. So I don't can't be- order them now. I but, don't. Yeah. Can I tell you, I don't believe that. I imagine you that they're going to, so? I think they're going to come around August. I, I think maybe even July. I, I just still a ways away. That's still not, <laughs> that's I, not a four I'll just week t- shipping. I'll just tell you that one, maybe one of the ones that I ordered that has a COG on the back and says 13 for our 13th season covering that I wanted to sort of commemorate that for the one that I got from the MLS store said it would arrive around April 15th. And I have it in my possession and have had it for many weeks. Okay. So well, there you go. So They're understand, I, I think it's faster. Um, I think it's faster, but I mean, I don't know that they haven't told me it's not, I'm not the Jersey whisperer. All right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, let's get to some rumors. Say, you yeah. must not have been listening to our last few weeks. Uh, you know how <laughs> much, much, do you, you know how much crap I took for updating people on the not, and, and it's not just, I had people complaining about me updating people. And to me, I'm like, listen, this is a podcast. All right. You can yeah. fast forward. You can go back. You can go forward. You can jump to the end. All right. As I don't smash that. Like as button. long as you hit the, <laughs> as long as you give us a review. Um, that's how it, that's how it goes. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's sort of where we're at and, and how it works. Now the LA galaxy did announce that Araujo and all those 22 kits and the twos, and that's all getting fixed. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some rumors. <clears throat> I have some new information for everybody. So um, I, I don't know that it's super interesting. It's just information. Um, before we get to the Pavone stuff, I figured we'd get to some some good stuff on uh, some of the rumors. Now we heard, and I'm going to announce this guy's full name first, and then we'll tell you what he actually goes by. Uh, <laughs> Robert Errington Pires de Mata Mendoza, or Pires de Mata. Uh, he's a 26-year-old, 5'11 or so. I had to conv- convert from meters. So, you know, it's always like 5. It's like 5.9 <laughs> feet. I'm like, eh. I have five, yeah, 5'10 five on my measurements. Okay. So yeah, in, the, in that neighborhood. Right, right around there. 5'11 or so. Like me, I'm yeah, 6 feet or so. 5'11 <laughs> uh, and 3 quarters. Uh, so he's from Paraguay, uh, 26 years old, defensive midfielder who can also play as a central midfielder. He can also play as a center back. He is a defensive player. Uh, he's right-footed. He is currently playing in Turkey for a team called Jen Klerberligli. No, so, go ahead. Again, I've been to enough sensitivity trainings where you don't, you don't want to be disrespectful right. of any cultures out there. So I did look it up and it's Gerblilchi. So, so it's, it has like a, God bless you. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a different thing. So again, you get in trouble for saying I, that. I'm just, it just, it's, <laughs> I, there's so many letters in it and I tried and I listened it is, and it's not, but, but anyway, is, it is daunting to look at it, but but I think more importantly, you look at the teams where he's on loan from, Flamengo in Brazil, which is one of the, a serious team, a big contender right. in the Brazilian league. San Lorenzo, you know, a solid team in Argentina. So he's played at some serious teams and, and with some highlights that I've looked up and that we've looked up as well. He looks to be kind of a no-nonsense player, the, that defensive mid destroyer type guy. Right. Uh, someone that, you know, the Galaxy really need. And with his age... Uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a fan of of Jonathan Dos Santos in the defensive midfield role. But if this guy can do the dirty work and free up Jonathan Dos Santos uh, to maybe be more offensive and be less likely to get an injury, then then I'm all for it. This is the type of player I think the Galaxy. You know, they're rumored, but I I, I like it. I like this type of rumor. Um, this was uh this was uh, came out about a little bit earlier this week, and I've been trying to sort of figure out where it is. What did I What did I text you whenever I sent you the video of this guy? Do you remember? Do you remember whenever I, I sent you? 
Go ahead. Oh, he's got, he's got, he's yeah. This is the type of guy who can get a red card, right? Yeah, he's he can get a red card in MLS <laughs> for sure. He is not a fragile player. All right, he he reminds me in a much lesser version of Nigel De Jong, just the way that he sits and how he attacks and how he reads and moves and explodes yep. towards the ball, but in a much less, I mean, and less in terms of skill level and also yep. a less in terms of you know I'm gonna break your leg level. Well, yeah, of course you're, you, I was thinking the same thing, kind of like a, a, a Gattuso type of guy, you know, just someone who you just looks like you're, you're not someone you want to cross, not someone you want to mess with, who's going to push forward and make it happen. Obviously, uh, De Jong and, and, and Gattuso are, are world-class players and, and, you know, with no disrespect to him, he's just not at that level. But at the same time, that's kind of the vibe uh, that, that he gives off. He's uh, currently playing in Turkey. We said he's on loan from Flamengo uh, in Brazil. Uh, the loan is, exposed, is supposed to expire at the end of June of 2021. So coming up. So June 31st, yeah. 2021. Uh, they do have the Turkey team. The Turkish team uh, has an option to buy. Uh, the The numbers on that, however, would basically mean if they if they exercise that option, Eric, would be one of the highest transfer fees they've ever paid. So keep that in mind. So, you know, you, you, I, I look at this guy, I looked at his playing style. He's direct. He's not fragile. He's tackling. His tackling is definitely above average. Uh, he'll definitely get a red card in MLS. These are my notes on him. Uh, <laughs> he thinks he's a long passer from the back, but it seems like even in the highlights, he has limited success in that, but I like his ability to switch the field or at least attempt to yeah. switch the field. Uh, for me, he's good. He has good movement into space to relieve pressure, right? So he knows where to step to be an outlet for a pass and he can push the attack forward. He's not a guy who's just going to sit there and be a defensive player, but he's certainly a defensive player. He's not going to score you goals. That's not his yeah. thing, but he can, he can help move all that stuff, right? So that was sort of my assessment, looking at some of his highlight videos, looking at all those things. Um, the, the bottom line is, can the Galaxy get him? Um, yes, they can. I, I feel like they have the money to be able to get him. I feel like his market value, which is currently at about $1.4 or $1.5 million, uh, whenever you look at that, that's well within the LA Galaxy's range of all these things. He's 26. I like the age. There's just so many things that that make a lot of sense about this. Um, so now I guess the, the final question, Eric, is are the LA Galaxy actually interested in this guy? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that I led everybody through a very detailed <laughs> breakdown of a player and said the Galaxy have never contacted this guy before. Um, yeah. I can tell you uh, that the LA Galaxy do know of this player. They are watching this player. Um, there has been, quote unquote, an offer, but you, like, don't think formal, right? Uh, an offer is yeah. like, hey, we'd like to buy this guy, you know, and it, let's let's see if there's something to that. And we can move it forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to your point, there's definitely been situations where you hear a rumor and it's like, I have no idea what's going on. This one, the fact that it's been acknowledged and it's aware that's steps, baby steps in that direction that there's where there's smoke, there's fire type of thing. This may be a summer move uh, with the well, with the loan expiring in June at the end of June. That that might make some sense. That that's how I how I see this is it's you know if the loan is up in the summer I think you look at the schedule and you think maybe you know you make some plans to bring him in the summer let them finish that Turkish season and then figure it out. Uh, Aaron wants to know if he's better than Joel Pedro. <laughs> well, wow. when you talk about the transfer fee, it's like this is the type of signing that Joel Pedro was supposed to be, right. <laughs> and just it didn't work out. Hey, Joel's playing well in Portugal. He's doing just it's, fine. So I'm. I'm um, that's my hill that I am going to die on is that, you know, he's he was a uh, ran into some tough consequences, some circumstances that were not favorable for him. Uh, you know, not a not a Siggy guy had some difficulties. Right. When, when you have difficulties with the head coach. 
what are you going to do? Never a good thing. What are you going to do? Yeah. No, I mean, Joel yeah. Pedro is probably the world beater that we expected him to be. Uh, <laughs> okay, Kevin Cabral. This is the League Two Frenchman that we talked about somewhat on Monday night. Uh, Kevin had a whole bunch of uh, audio problems, and so he threw me off my game whenever I was going to go break down this, you know, Kevin Cabral. Um, I talked about, you know, northern France and how this is basically, you know, a suburb of, of Belgium and, and, and right there. And so there was a whole bunch of really interesting. I told you about how he had a twin, had a twin brother who also plays or maybe just a brother. I think it's just a brother. Hold on. I had it. I had it in here somewhere. But anyway, he uh, Remy, he has a twin brother. Yes. Remy Cabral also plays for for Valenciennes. And that is way too Spanish. It needs to sound more French. Uh, it's Valenciennes. It's, it's Valenciennes. That's what Valencian. it is. It's Valenciennes. See, now um, I'm going to get the cultural sensitivity. Yes, you are. You are. It's, it, it totally <laughs> screws me up that it looks Spanish and that it's in French. Uh, Valencian B um, is the team that Remy Cabral plays for. Anyway, we talked about that. I can tell you the same thing with um, our our defensive midfielder up there. Uh, Pirates de Mata is the same with Kevin Cabral. The LA Galaxy know of this player. They have had talks. There's nothing formal. So I don't know how far these can go. I mean, they talk to a bunch of people. There's clearly some there's clearly some interest there. We will see whether or not they can sort of put anything together and bring these are. But I really liked uh, Cabral. I think that might be a really fun signing. It gets into the U22 one uh, as well. So um, that's where we sit with those two rumors. Uh, Francisco, we saw your super chat. I saw it. (laughs) Eric saw it, too. I know because I I saw his eyes sort of go sideways. I want to get to that and we will. Uh, I'll force Eric to do it because I like to do that. Um, And so we'll get to that. But I have to get through a little bit of a Christian Pavone update. And we didn't plan on having one. Um, And the reason that we didn't was because we didn't think that there was actually anything to update you on. But just before we started, I'm talking about minutes before we started, I got a text from uh, John Rojas. And John Rojas sent me over uh, basically the uh, a letter that he got from Christian Pavone's lawyer. Um, This is what we this is what I, I i think we know happened he was supposed to be in court on tuesday he was not in court on tuesday we think he was actually went to court on monday although we actually heard reports that he was there the previous friday um, but right now it seems that he went there on monday he did not speak he did not offer a testimony basically they just showed up to the prosecutor's office that way what they could be receive a full transcript of all of the stuff that his accuser had put them for uh there put forth uh, against him it's still a process. Basically, the lawyers think that they're um, that they still feel very confident that they're going to clear him and that it's going to happen soon. Um, and so that's where we sit with that. There is no real update. That is the update. We are done. Yeah. Okay. And, and the, that's the other unfortunate part is we thought we were going to get. I at least I thought maybe I obviously I thought wrongly that we were going to get some information that put it in one way in the in one way or the other. But it appears that you know kind of cases are sealed in a way where. We're not really going to get that information, and then we'll we'll see how it play, how it plays out. All right, so that's where we sit with Christian Pavone. Um, before we get to a dramatic, pre, so so Francisco gave us a super chat, and he wanted a dramatic intro for the New England Revolution game that is happening on Saturday. Um, so I, I'm going to let Eric think about that for a second. While he does that, I'm just going to give you the brief Jersey update that I have. Um, the LA Galaxy announced today, and we were actually the first ones to announce it, that they did sign the deal with Herbalife to have the Herbalife 24 logo put on the left sleeve. That's Honey on the right sleeve, Herbalife on the left sleeve. Uh, you will not be able to buy that at retail, at least not from the LA Galaxy. I've seen that Nikki's apparently has those patches and can put them on. So Nikki Sports, I don't know which one, but it's around. Things are there. Uh, go to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can read all about that if you're interested in it and why it happened. And there is an explanation 
of why it happened and don't expect that the LA Galaxy got any more money for this, okay? There there was there was no additional funds that got transferred over to the LA Galaxy for this. <laughs> uh, simply a retention move by the Galaxy. All right, so that's your that's see small kid update. Nobody can yeah. even fast forward to that. If they do, they're going to miss your dramatic intro. So, are, yeah, but, yes. but also within that, I think buried in that press release or whatever was mentioned there is they did say that, you know, fans will have an opportunity to get game-worn jerseys because they're not available to sell those in retail. So basically what we're saying, the only way to get the authentic is by bidding on something through the foundation to get that game worn jersey. You know what? I think if I'm nice enough, I can get one that we could auction off. And maybe we'll do it for the LA Galaxy Foundation too. I don't care. I love supporting the LA Galaxy Foundation. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. But we can get a player issue one to, to auction off. I think if the, I think I can make that work. They I, okay. I maybe they owe me just a little well, bit. Maybe go. I can pull a string there on that one. <laughs> For all the jersey talk. That's right. You so know, one to give away. Maybe that's the yeah. That's the that's the trade off. It was all worth it. It was all worth it for, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, realistically, that's a three hundred something dollar shirt whenever you can't yeah. get it from from anywhere else. Maybe more for, for the auction. So, yeah. Yeah. Two fifty is the starting spot Start, usually around starting spot. For those places. That's mm. good to know. Didn't know that. All right. Um, are can you are you ready? Do you want to do this? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not. You know, okay. if, if if you've followed uh, since I've started doing the dramatic previews, kind of started as an ad lib thing, and then uh, it got more and more scripted and 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 <laughs> deeper and deeper and, and crazier and crazier. So this is kind of going back to our roots of off the cuff making it work. So no, I'm not prepared, but you know, I will honor Francisco in the super chat and uh, and make it happen. And see what I can pull out of my rear end here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the first time in 2021, a little uh, dramatic intro for your game coming up, a preseason game where there won't even be that many starters, but a preseason game against New England Revolution, New England Revolution. I can speak. It's fine. We're, we're, we're doing just fine. Uh, New England Revolution, that game kicking off at, uh, let's see, I want to make sure 7 p.m. Pacific time, uh, that game on Spectrum Sportsnet coming up Saturday, March 27th. So here he is. The Hammer with your dramatic game intro. This Saturday, Joe Tatino and his soothing sounds will return to Spectrum Sportsnet as the New England Revolution come to Dignity Health Sports Park to take on the LA Galaxy in one of their first real matches in the MLS preseason. That's right, real live human soccer is being played and the LA Galaxy are in the mix. We are excited to see the LA Galaxy see what they can do with their starters. Is this redemption season for Chicharito Hernandez? Are we going to see Chicharito some goals? Or are we going to see Bruce Arena return to the health park and spoil the party? We also have the beloved AJ De La Garza returning to Dignity Health Sports Park. Will he cause some damage? So let's find out what happens this Saturday as the Galaxy take on the New England Revolution at Dignity Health Sports Park. All right. I mean, there you go. I think you did well. I, I would like to point out there is... <laughs> you were fine. Don't I don't want you. I don't want you to complain. You were fine. Um, there is a. There's this weird thing that happens with Skype, and and people don't really know that this happens with Skype, but it happens with Skype that whenever you play music, that it tries to basically overwrite or or box you out, so you start breaking up a little bit. So I had to throttle the music back down a little bit whenever we're doing that. But um, you got your dramatic intro. So I mean, you know, I I think that was you know definitely worth four ninety nine as, as yeah, far as I'm concerned. I like so, it. That's my going rate. That that's your going rate for for dramatic intro. Okay. Now the plate. And I've also seen the chat. The player issued shirt I'm wearing right now is definitely not for sale. But the player issued dramatic in, intro 
that 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 all auction off. That that'll work. Okay, good. Glad glad we could we could help out there and do that stuff. All right, I think that's it. Um, I'm looking through the rest of the notes. I know that there was some stuff in here. I, again, I told you there was no media call today. The reason there was no media call today, um, there was supposed to be. It was scheduled for Thursday. I had been talking to the Galaxy. Basically, they were worried about timing. Um, if we did have a media call today, we were only going to get Greg Vanny. Um, and so there's, you know, there's a core group of reporters who can sort of make some decisions and say, Hey, that, you know, that'd be great, but it would be better to have more people on it. And so, uh, the reason that we could only have Greg Vanny is they decided to have uh, practice down at the beach today. Um, and so Greg was going to come back and, and do the press conference, but, uh, instead we, we, everybody pushed it. And so it'll be on Friday. Yeah. So it'll be tomorrow, um, around noon plus 30 if, if, is right around that area. Yeah, but I, I will say with with the beach day, and I know the Galaxy released some photos of them at the beach, got some some Top Gun vibes there. Uh, I know they only released photos, but I, I would like to see some video. I want to see Jonathan Bond uh, getting up and spiking a ball. I think that'd be some good content if they have it. Playing, playing <laughs> with the boys. Yeah, that's, that's exactly that. the that's the song I used on my Instagram story. Play, that's it's great. I mean, that's a Top Gun. That is, oh man, great. So you know, I need to break that soundtrack back out. There's some good tunes on there. A little Danger Zone. Just, whenever you're pulling out of the garage in the morning, dun dun. Yeah, yeah. It's the, that soundtrack is perfect road trip music. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for us, for everybody else, they're like, why are we listening to this? Kenny Loggins uh, just rocking out. Yeah, that's how it goes. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's why there was no media call. So the media call will be uh, tomorrow, Friday, around 1230 is my guess. Uh, Greg Vanny talking. And then I think we're also going to get Jonathan Bond and uh, Jorge Villafania as well. So haven't heard from either of them in the media call. So that'll be great to have them. That's where we're at. All right. Anything else, Eric? Are we, are we no, good? That's good. Yeah, we sang Top Gun. We gave a dramatic intro. I think we, we left it out on the field there. <laughs> that was it. We, we, we did it. We're, <laughs> we're, we're good to go. All right. Why don't you tell people where they can find you and we'll get on out of here. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You could also follow me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. Also had a t-shirt collaboration with One Two Threads, the Chicharito-inspired Redemption, uh, Redemption Season t-shirts. Go to one two, one two com uh, if you are interested in those collaboration t-shirts. All right. That's great. It's, it's very nice. I have my Diamond Dog shirt on. I know people were sort of wondering what it is, but I got my Diamond Dog shirt on. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm happy with that right now. There's no, you can buy this somewhere. Just go look for it. I don't know. I don't remember where I got it. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course at Galaxy Podcast, cornerthegalaxy.com. All of our articles. I know Romero has one uh, that we're getting ready to put out. So you're going to want to check that. Uh, scheduling uh, article is out there. I'll probably have an article up about the media call tomorrow as well. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening and watching Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.